I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Let's hang out. Let's hang out. And let's talk about what lessons have found. Let's hang out. And let's listen to two lesbian shout. Let's hang out. Let's hang out. Hello, Let's Hang Out listeners, and welcome to our new hiatus episodes. So while we're on hiatus, we decided to spread the love and share with you some of our favorite podcast episodes from some of our favorite shows so that on our off season, you're still going to hear episodes on our feed. We're supporting other queer shows and hopefully you'll discover something new that you like as well. So today we're here to share with you She Nerds Out podcast, Girls That Like Girls and Nerdy Things. We love it. Kat, Tara and Wendy talk all things queer. They've had some incredible guests over the years from Kat Burrell and Amy Acker. And this episode that we're sharing with you is with Lucy Lawless. I wish Lee was here to do this intro with me because she would be freaking out. Xena was her queer awakening. So to have an episode where some people that we like are interviewing Lucy freaking Lawless is so cool. So we hope you enjoy it. Lucy Lawless joins the podcast for a look back at Xena as part of their 25th anniversary celebration of Xena. Enjoy. them are more than pals our show can be a little gay but if you're not that's okay you can listen and have fun either way xena star wars doctor who guests in music and reviews game of thrones why nona too she promised there's something for you she turns out we're girls that like girls that like dirty things Hello and welcome to the She Nerds Out podcast. I'm Kat. I'm Wendy. And I'm Tara. 
On today's episode, we are talking to Lucy Lawless. What? What? We, ha- we have some nerd news. We'll also be talking to Lucy Lawless. Is that is that a mean joke? We're going to be talking a little bit about Winona Earp, but also we'll be talking with Lucy Lawless. Cat, I'm going to call you a liar. That can't be possible. Guys, it's true. We can't be that lucky to be blessed by her presence. <laughs> it's all true. It's happening. Oh, it's all happening. Wow. Yeah. So be cool, guys. Be cool. Oh, God. Oh, We're God. always cool. <laughs> be cool. But first, we have some listener mail. What? Yeah. We love mail. You've got we mail. Do. Yay. Right. <laughs> this one is from Laura. And she wrote us to say, just wanted to say, I love your podcast. Every episode is a great, fun, informative listen. Who knew we could be informative? Wow, that's shocking. Okay. Congrats shocking. on being number three in Portugal. Woohoo! Woohoo! Yeah. I found your podcast during this pandemic time, and it's been comforting walking around, listening to friends talk about the stuff I love. And I can't believe y'all talk about Hallmark movies. <laughs> Paul Campbell interview was so fracking awesome. Oh, she's a Battlestar fan, too. Fracking. Yes. Yeah. Nice. And I have been a fan of Paul since Window Wonderland. Ooh, a big Hallmark fan. Love it. And a fan of Kimberly Sustad since she played the gay sister in Hallmark's Hallmark's A Bride for Christmas. Pretty sure she was the first Hallmark gay character. So having her star in the movie with the first gay kiss, to me, was a nice full circle. Hmm. I feel a kinship with y'all being a nerd, gay, Texan, and being close to Studio City. What? (laughs) Neighbors. And shoot. Thanks for talking about Shoot Week. That is Shaw and Root from Person of Interest. Y'all sound so cool, but I got to admit, Wendy sounds the coolest. What? Being a Shoot fan and a Hallmarky. For Wendy, if she's ever bored, my friends and I made this low-tech, extremely dorky podcast. We feel you. We're right there with you. For fun to celebrate. We have one of those. Shoot Secret Santa. And she gives us the address. I'm excited to catch up on all your older episodes and interview with Missy Good. Wow. I still got my hard copy of Tropical Storm. Tropical Storm. Y'all are, y'all are awesome. Hope y'all are number three in North America and Portugal <laughs> soon. Take care, Laura. Oh, wow. When She's did you, local. When did you write this email? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, you what would it, think. This came from W. Think. Woody. Uh, oh, okay. Wait <laughs> a minute. Well, here's, a, here's a fun thing. So I wrote Laura because... I started listening to their podcast, hmm. which was amazing. It was like the shoot content that, that I could listen to and feel like, oh, yeah, I totally know everything they're talking about because they're big fans like me. Hmm. Um, they talked to some people in the shoot fandom that I was familiar with. And um, so I emailed to say that I've been listening. And uh, we were corresponding and came to find out uh, we are almost the same person as we even went to the same <laughs> college. Whoa. From Texas. And uh, yeah, awesome. so... That's yeah, fun. no, very nerdy, very nerdy, uh, it, which is, I'm saying is a good thing. Shoot fan, total shoot fan. So it's nice to have another shoot fan to talk shoot with because, you know, when you, you. you're not going to leave us for Laura's podcast, are you? <laughs> Probably not. Okay. Maybe I can be a guest shoot commentator every once in a while. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> nice. You know, and That's the thing I, I know. <laughs> I didn't realize that Kimberly Sustad had played the gay character in another yes. Hallmark movie that I, I didn't know it. that happened. It was very cute. It was a cute movie. It was, I forgot what it was called. The Last, Last Bride for Christmas. I can't remember the name of it. A Bride for Christmas. A Bride for Christmas. 
Uh, it's right there on the email, huh? Uh, no, <laughs> it was Kimberly says it was from 2012, and it was really and so Kimberly's good as always and everything. But I think the the gayness hmm. of the character extended to saying I'm gay like twice and, uh, <laughs> to a couple of different people, and then uh, she went on a date. Of course, she didn't see who she went on the date with, hmm. but uh, it's a cute I, movie. So I'm shocked by that that we didn't hear more. 2012 too. That's yeah, a while ago. Wow. Nice. Cool. Yeah. So thanks, Laura, for the email, and uh, catch you on the other email yes <laughs> thank so. you laura and let's let's plug her podcast uh what's the name of it yeah shoot secret santa on find SoundCloud. Shoot secret santa on soundcloud perfect yeah. great there it is thank you laura thank you so yeah. much for emailing us keep that keep that coming and now nerd news nerd news nerd news <laughs> and you're like eating something this time wendy that was <laughs> What was that? It's an ice cube. You couldn't even put the, spit the ice out. Not only did you not record it. No surprise. <laughs> Wendy, do not pull this with Lucy Lawless, okay? Oh, that's why I'm getting all out of my system spit now. those ice cubes on the floor. Uh, no, I'm getting all this shenanigans out of, out of the way. I'll be very professional. Probably. Oh. Probably. What does I have that no, look like? I have no doubt. Yeah, right? Oh. First first time for everything. Ayo. <laughs> Hey, don't forget, I am the coolest. So stop. That's oh, God. Yeah, yeah. Laura, what did she give you? Yeah. Like, <laughs> what right, did exactly. she want for you? <laughs> All right. All is right. First up, is uh, my first, the trailer for the movie, am I saying this right? Ammonite. 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 Ammonite yeah. trailer with Kate Winslet and Shorsha? Ronan. with inertia. Yes, the only That's reason right. I know that Thank is you because you named the title of that episode Sersha Rhymes with Inertia. That's <laughs> right. the only way I'll remember it. Yes. Well, if you haven't watched it, it's about a relationship between these two women mm. in 1840s England where paleontologist Mary Anning, a.k.a. Kate Winslet, hunts for fossils along the beach. And I like how uh, they, they term that uh, melancholia is the term referred to the deeply rooted effects of patriarchal e- oppression. <laughs> like when you're wow. sad as a woman, uh, you know, or you can't be with the woman that you really want to be with, they say, oh, she's just got the melancholia, I guess. Have, haven't, haven't we all had that at some point? <laughs> yes. Melancholia. So uh, a young woman is uh, a young married woman, woman mm. sent, is sent to, you know, hang out by, with Mary. Her husband. Oh, but yes, by her husband. It is her husband um, that sends her. Yeah, she's supposed to hang out with Mary in hopes of curing her melancholia. And cure mm-hmm. it, she does. Um, <laughs> it, it describes the uh, the footage from this first trailer as a, a rush of dizzying snapshots of romance, the female gaze, which we all know and love, and connection. So, <laughs> a lot of gazing. They bond, they look at each other, they walk <laughs> along the beach, they dig up fossils... And they mm-hmm. find love. I'm guessing it probably won't have a happy ending back in mm, 1840s yeah. England, <laughs> but I don't know. You never know. Uh, it, it's supposed to come out November 13th in some format. You know, I don't know what the theater situation will be then, but right. that's that's uh, that's the plan. Oh, but wow. it's Kate Winslet who is always awesome. Yeah, and so is Sersha. Yeah. Uh, it, it did give me a lot of Portrait of a Lady on Fire vibes. A yes. lot. Yes. There's a lot of parallels there. Yes. 
it's portrait of a lady, but with dinosaur bones. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> portrait. It's it kind of looks like the reboot of Portrait of yeah. a Lady, but I'm not judging. I'm just, you know. Dinosaur, dinosaur bones of a lady on fire. On fire. There it is. Yep. Yep. Okay. <laughs> I'm fine I, with it. I've, here's you know, the thing. Yeah, I, sure. I, I, I'm sure I will see this. Kate Winslet, of course, is a big reason. And, you know, because of, it is what it is. But it it kind of makes me look forward to like a, a good snappy dialogue, modern, like, a, I don't know, like a good like banter a gay Christmas back movie. and forth. <laughs> like, like the one that's coming out uh, with our girl, Mackenzie Davis. And, um, yeah. And, forget uh, the name of that. Stewart. And, yes. Something I mean, seasoned. I, but they're already seasoned. together. But I like the whole idea of like maybe, you know, the snappy banter. The, they maybe don't even like each other at first. And then they come to it. You know, yeah. Yeah. Instead of the long, long, quiet A romantic gazes, comedy. You know? Okay. A romantic yeah. comedy yeah. is what we want. A little want. lighter. Because, you know, lesbians like that kind of stuff too. We don't all need to suffer from melancholia after we watch lesbian <laughs> films right. because they are so effing depressing. Yes, yeah. I think we've suffered enough. Yes, well, I'm sure it's very good. <laughs> you know, well, I'll, we'll check it out. I'm sure. Yeah, for sure. So November 13th, which feels like a really long way. <laughs> yeah, so did September, and it's almost here. Good. Or yeah. actually, it is here. <laughs> it is. That's right. Absolutely. All right. Well, uh, Tim Roson, who plays. Uh, Doc Holiday on One on Earth. He's got a new show coming out on Sci-Fi. That dude's busy. He is a he is the busiest man in Canada. He he's really like is kind of the go-to Sci-Fi. Dude. Sci-Fi, yes, yeah, I love him. He's their guy. Uh, the show is called The Surrealter, and <laughs> also is starring Sarah Levy, who I love from Schitt's Creek. She plays uh, what's her name? Oh, haven't it's watched a, it. It's kind of the, a funny name. The it's a Twyla name. Twyla. Twyla. Oh, that's Twyla. Oh, Twyla. Twyla. Okay. Twyla's great. Yes. Uh, also, Savannah or Savannah Baisley or Bosley. Don't know. Uh, <laughs> she plays Chloe on Winona Earp. She Cleo. plays the magistrate. Yeah. Is it Cleo? It's or Cleo. Chloe. Did I say no, Chloe? It's Pretty Cleo. <laughs> <laughs> you got like We're all out of our systems before Lucy. Um, yeah, I like, uh, her. I like her. She's cool. She's she's great. So the show is, it sounds like it's sort of a paranormal kind of a fun show. I'm guessing it's going to be a little lighter, but it looks like it's, it's a, a lot of fun. It's a real estate X-Files. That's right. That's exactly it. Uh, so Tim plays Nick Roman. He heads this real estate agency that is known to be able to sell houses that are uh, haunted. And it sounds like mm-hmm. they, like his team, take care of the, the, the poltergeist and the haunting so that they can then sell the house. Uh, so it sounds like it's probably going to be a lot of fun. I love paranormal stuff, so I'm definitely going to watch it. And it starts filming in uh, in a couple of weeks, September 15th in Newfoundland, Canada. Newfoundland. Newfoundland. Wow. So there you have it. Yeah. And then. Not uh, much of a break. No, I'm not at all. Just wrapping up. That's right. What's her name? Levy? Sarah Levy. Sarah Levy. And she plays the. Of course, skeptical um, realtor. She's the Hence Scully. The X-Files-ness. Yes. yes. She's the Scully to Tim's molder. Yeah. Oh, I'm checking it out. It sounds intriguing to me, too. Yeah. I'll be, be curious fun. to see the tone and see what it's like. Yeah. I'm a big Roseanne fan, so. Yes. Me, too, now. He's he's cool. All right. Looking yeah, forward go. to it. Well, on a more somber note, uh, we lost someone this week that was... An icon in the Marvel Universe, uh, Chadwick Boseman, star of Black Panther, passed away this week from colon cancer, and he was 43, which was very shocking to most everyone. I was very shocked uh, because he did not 
put it out there that he had cancer that he Mm -hmm. and especially not that he had it as severe as he apparently did that he had been fighting cancer since 2016 Mm. uh and so all through you know his after his first appearance in uh in a marvel movie was back in captain america civil war which was back in 2016 so i guess shortly after that it would have been um so probably filmed that in 2015 that's crazy So then, all the subsequent times we saw him he was fighting colon cancer. Uh, so it's, you know, it puts things in a whole new perspective, especially when you watch his movies. And it's just kind of something that feels still surreal that yeah. just, you can't believe it. Uh, and of course he played T'Challa in Black Panther, uh, the King and in, the, in a couple other Marvel movies, he mm-hmm. was in there in this last one, uh, infinity war and Endgame. Right. Uh, I believe it was just Endgame, actually. Yeah, he was also in a Jackie Robinson. Jackie Robinson. Yeah, that's right. Forty two. Yeah, he was. Uh, yeah, in his biopic, and he's yeah had a lot of iconic roles, and he also played James Brown on Get It Get On Up, and it you know it's just a lot of iconic roles he's had, and this is just a big blow um, for a lot of people, and this you know it's it's tough when it's so shocking too. That you just like, you see yeah. somebody that looks like him and he's so oh god. healthy yeah. and he's doing all these amazing things. Crazy. And they think, oh my God, what what he's going through. So uh, we just want to say rest in peace to Chadwick Bozeman and shout out to all of his fans and family, you know, that are uh, feeling the effects of this and it's just tragic. It I feel is. like any year this would have been tough. And yeah. this year, it's oh, just yeah. another thing. And just this, with everything going on, with the race relations and all, all of that being in the uh, news. And then, yeah. you know, this, this for Moloch, I didn't really know a whole lot about him till some of the things that have come out since he passed away. And just mm-hmm. he seemed like an amazing guy and talked about his working with terminally ill can- kids with cancer. And and um, he just seemed like a good, perfect rep. Per- actor to to be black panther and like Mm -hmm. embodied that and being a hero in real life and then just to have that someone that was so you know looked up to and and portray the character just gone with no one even knowing he was sick is is insane it's tragic it's insane and the tributes uh, very quickly started coming in uh, you know mostly on twitter's when i saw he was an icon and especially to the black community he meant so much and you know, we say it all the time, representation matters. And he, you know, you know, he embodied that character of Black Panther. And it's just, and, and like, as you say, Terry, he just seemed like a nice dude. He was just mm-hmm. a nice guy and people liked him a lot. And mm-hmm. it's just really sad. We're, yeah. Again, we, we, our heart goes out to uh, his fans and his uh, family. Definitely. <sighs> well, wow. uh, you know, guys, what we do here is give people a little bit of an escape. Mm-hmm. So we're going to continue to do that. We're going to get in the truck. Yep. <laughs> and we're going to purgatory. All right. She Nerds Out presents Live from Purgatory. All right. First up, uh, I wanted to cover some stuff that I we didn't kind of catch the first time around in 405. We missed things? I know. It's weird. Um, Holy War, not Homecoming. Holy War, first, first being the title, part one. Uh, that scene on the porch after the fire with Doc and Rachel and Winona and Waverly and Nicole. It's the perfect scene. 
It's so good. <laughs> I love it. The dialogue's incredible. <laughs> Everyone's performances, the delivery. You know, Winona makes a, a, a joke about, uh, you know, uh, hard wood, strong wood. <laughs> yes. and, and she says, that's what I used to call my my, my last boyfriend. <laughs> and she immediately corrects herself, inappropriate. Uh, you know, uh, and Rachel says, because he died or because he was Waverly's angel dad? And she says... <laughs> Yes. <laughs> she immediately, it's like she's growing. She regrets uh-huh, having said yeah. something. Uh, just such a great, that whole scene is uh, just perfect. I love that Doc got really flustered with Eamon, was was flirting with Winona. I like mm-hmm, that a lot. Mm-hmm. That was fun. And Jeremy, I feel like Jeremy was a second place for MVP that, that really kind of just, I, I missed, I missed this the first time around. His performance is so great. Wendy, he makes a Star Wars reference. I know. How do we miss Dagobah? <laughs> there was a lot to t- keep up with. Yes. Yes. The Dagobah reference uh, was. N- Nicole pukes one of the many times, and he says, looks like she puked the Dagobah system. And he's not wrong. He's not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then when Nicole first mentions getting the handcuffs from upstairs, he coughs. <clears throat> and then like, guys, please <laughs> yeah. stop talking about sex in front of me. And then uh, we see at the end, Nedley apparently is the bartender now at Shorty's, which yeah. is awesome. <laughs> it's the perfect it retirement be. job. I feel like it's perfect. Yes. Great episode. Any any other, anything else that you guys missed the first time around? I maybe put something together, but I don't want to share it because I don't want to. Oh. Maybe I don't want to be right and like oh. spoil it. You know, I don't know. I have huh. thoughts on, oh. on something. I'm, I'm going to leave it vague. Interesting. Okay. That's pretty vague when you don't well, even well, you write about. <laughs> Just you, something in the show. You, There's something I realized. Do you think that's you, the whole thing? Do you think you talked about it in our 606 recap? You mean 605? Wait, 606. Well, 606 so, is tonight. It is. So this this episode oh, is being recorded. Well, this episode is being recorded on Sunday afternoon. That's true. <laughs> oh, on God, Sunday, I I've already seen. On Sunday night, we record wow. our post watch, which is airs on Monday, and the episode that we're recording now is on two. So we are yes. going to go back in time. Yes, I do. I feel like feel, a time traveler. Yes, I feel like <laughs> if you go back and watch last night's or Sunday's episode, okay. that maybe you'll see some of what I'm talking about, and okay. and hmm. maybe. If you listen to the podcast yesterday, <laughs> you already know out if it did or didn't. I feel These like are, if you missed Mar- the Winona recap, go Marty watch, go listen So hard to keep up. <laughs> uh, interesting. Okay, let's revisit this. And we would have already revisited. Okay, it's confusing enough. It's confusing enough. <laughs> Where are we? I don't know. Okay, so uh, the teaser for the back half of season four came out. It's short and very cryptic. What effective. I liked it. It is. So there's some there's some things that I noticed. I think everybody else did. I finally I, today. I think the I think the biggest thing is Waverly gets a haircut. Mm-hmm. I like that haircut. She looks cute. great. Do you Very think like haircut. a demon did it or do you think she just like went out for a to get a new bob cut? Oh, like the whole like Gabrielle. Something. Right. Gets a wondering. <laughs> there's some sort of need to cut her hair to free her for something. Yeah, maybe. That's what I'm guessing might happen. Okay, I'll buy that. I, I just feel don't see like them going out for a haircut in the midst of all. This. No, yeah. unless it was like an act of defiance. But you know what? Yeah, we'll see. Okay, is this, does that kind of go I don't with know. what? Oh, okay. Maybe, I don't know. Okay. Oh boy. Um, what what else? You noticed something, Wendy? Right when you watched it? A couple well, of, yeah. Finally, that Winona's got Peacemaker 
I watched it twice and she even says something about big ass gun or something to that effect. <laughs> Didn't even, well, I watched it on my phone in my defense. It was small. And then I watched it big today and was like, oh, look at that. She's got uh, Peacemaker and she even sings about it. Yay. Peacemaker <laughs> is back. At least what I presume is Peacemaker. It sure looks like it. It looks like I it. I assume it is. And it's in gun form, not sword <laughs> form, not That's gun right. sword form. Maybe it can go like back and forth. Maybe she Ooh, can be like, that you know, would be cool. Sword. <laughs> or something more creative. Totally. <laughs> it's sword time. It's, uh, it's, <laughs> that a Power Ranger reference? Kind of, yeah. yeah. I just yeah, I like the, that. The Winona jokes that could come from having a gun and sword that go back and forth. I don't know. Sure. I feel like there's like, comedy gold to be mined. It goes My brain's both not ways. clever enough to think yeah. about it. Yeah. It goes both ways. Uh, there's also some weird, creepy scarecrow type creature. Mm hmm. Yeah. Very creepy. Very. That. And then <laughs> Sarah did not like that. And then Rachel, we see Rachel wearing Waverly's old yeah. shorties uniform, which is really kind of fun. I like that. Yeah. I like that she's going through all their clothes. Yeah. yeah. Or I wonder if she has a job at shorties. I love that shorties is like the go-to job over there. Right. Like they always have a place to work at shorties. Is there, where sure. else is there? Is there, uh, right. Is it the only bar in I town? Never well, seen there's like a glory a, hole. There's a glory hole. There's the it. glory hole. Yeah. And I think uh, the biggest bit of information that we solid bit of information is that the series will continue. Uh, the season will continue airing in 2021. Good mm. Lord. <sighs> Why? Wah, wah. We had longer waits. We have. That doesn't make it right, Wendy. No, doesn't I'm make not it saying right. it makes it right. <laughs> Just enjoy the anticipation. Enjoy the speculation. After I enjoyed it for two years. <laughs> You better not make me wait till 2021 and then not give us season five. They oh, don't well, even speculate when in 2021. It could no. be July of 2021. Oh, no, no, like no, no. I'm just trying to prepare you. Well, I hadn't thought of it that way, but that's terrible. <laughs> no. No, no, no. Tara, I don't think that's going to... They can't wait till... That doesn't make sense. I feel like it's going to be a, a, a mid-season, like January, February. That's what I would imagine. But I think I January. I say, I say they're filming I say January. season five. Yes. Let's hope, yeah. Absolutely. And uh, Kat Burrell, friend of the Snop, mm-hmm. she ha- she released a little video on Twitter the other day, um, which doesn't really, who cares what she's talking about. But <laughs> most importantly, it, it just, it, it's not important. She says, we're going back in, we're going into the last two weeks of shooting. Mm-hmm. So starting Monday, which was yesterday, uh mm-hmm. They're they're almost done. They're two weeks away from wrapping up. And this is weird, right? Because unless they know that they have a season five and they're not telling people, they don't know if this is the end. The last time they're yeah. going to see the crew, like, do you say goodbye for good? This is, it just seems to be they're in limbo and that's not, I can't imagine that's, that's very, uh, it doesn't sound like any fun. No, but I feel like it's not uncommon with shows. Fair. Um, I wonder if they're taking that into account when they wrap up season four. I hope you know. so that they don't, don't leave know. it on some crazy cliffhanger. Yeah, like maybe they'll give us Waverly a really in the garden. Back. I'm not even going to talk like that. I'm just going to yeah, stop. No. They've got to have a five. I feel like they, sci-fi owes it to them to like give them just for their own sake of re-airing and streaming and all that stuff. Right. Like you, nowadays, you've got to let a season wrap up either with a movie or you, or another even a shortened season. Right. You've got to give them that time to have closure. Because nobody, if they, if you know a, se- a show, a series has no closure, 
Right. People are going to be less inclined to want to watch it. And, you know, the Erpers, the sci-fi has completely embraced the fandom. Yeah. And, you know, I think they, if they, if they say, look, guys, we're, we don't want a full season, but come back, finish up your series. If they don't do that, and this is the end, oh. th- I mean, they will lose a lot of viewers. They will lose a lot yeah. of sci-fi well, network viewers. Yeah. There'll be so. billboards in Times Square. <laughs> and here's yeah. the thing. There are a lot of shows on network TV that, you know, that come and go and people watch and they enjoy and then they're like, oh, it ended. Okay, well, that's too bad. And they watch something else. But I think with especially with genre shows and, and then, uh, you know, also non-genre shows, but some shows really just have this passionate following that they are so invested in the story and the characters that just to just to stop it is almost cruel. Like you just can't um, it just it's a betrayal of the audience with shows like this that they're so passionate about. And with Winona, it's not like we have a lot of similar alternatives. Like with a show on, uh, you know, ABC or CBS or a lot of Mm -hmm. – or reality shows, you always have another one that's pretty similar to it as well. You know, a crime show, a medical drama, uh, you know, it's that sort of thing. But with Winona, even on sci-fi, there's very little – what other – I mean, female main character leads with also lesbian or you know, representation there's nothing like that really out there Mm-mm. uh not a lot so to take that away it would just really be leaving behind a lot of people it would be and remember emily has a deal with sci-fi remember axe yes. holes um yeah. that show i'm sure is, is in development if not you know kind of ready to to roll if, if winona goes if and when winona goes away they don't want to piss her off they don't want to no. piss off a content creator so Hopefully they, hopefully they, we get a full season five and, you know, that's it. Like, uh, give us fucking five. Like, come on, man. They would be a bunch of axe holes if they didn't give us five. That's right. That's probably the nicest thing they'd be called. <laughs> <sighs> okay. Well, there you go. All right, guys. What now, guys. Well, I don't know. What do you, I mean, should we just call it a day or? You want to like, maybe we could call up a friend. Oh. Oh. You yes. know anybody? Who do you want to uh, talk to? I know this. Yeah. Her name's Lucy. She's pretty cool. Hmm. She's from New Zealand. She has oh. a, fun, a nice accent. Oh. Yeah. You might recognize her. Oh, okay. From a she's few, been on TV and stuff. Yeah. She's like, a, a, kind of a, a legend and an icon. Oh. Kind of. Yeah. 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 Definitely. The amazing Lucy Lawless of course, from Xena Warrior Princess, the show that brought the three of us together. Mm-hmm. Even though we have many nerdy things in common, that is the the glue that <laughs> brought us all together uh, and, you know, changed all of our lives in, in a Definitely. bunch of different ways. And it is really exciting. I feel like for me, it's like full circle. You know, when I first... Uh, went to a Xena convention and I, uh, you know, I grew up watching Xena when I, I'm a little bit younger. So I was about 11, 12 when it was first on. Uh, and I remember it so vividly and thinking, oh, wow, it gave me feelings I had never felt before. <laughs> so their relationship. And, it, you know, it was just such a, a cool thing to see on TV. There was really nothing else like it when it, especially when it first came on. And going to the Xena convention, which, you know, I thought at the time, I, why, why am I doing this? I don't know. But I was like, I got to go to that Xena convention in Los Angeles. So I went out to the <laughs> Xena convention and, uh, yeah, met a bunch of awesome people and that are still 
my friends to this day. And I, the rest is history. And I'm just, this is a big moment for me. And I'm really excited about this. But I'm going to be cool, guys. I'm going to be cool. <laughs> I can appreciate her still. Of course. Of course. God, I really hope she shows up now. well i mean that's that kind of says it all i think uh let's go talk to lucy lawless it is a huge honor to welcome our next guest onto the podcast she needs no introduction so i'm not going to give her one lucy lawless (laughs) welcome to the podcast Hi there, everybody. <laughs> Lucy is visiting us from the future in New Zealand. That's right. Yeah. yeah. 19 years in the future. It's, gonna, it's okay. <laughs> yeah, sure? Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, we're watching with such heavy heart watching our beloved America flip and decompose. And um, I hope something beautiful can rise from this, you know, but um, it's very, really scary and, and sad like terribly terribly profoundly sad making yeah 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 hopefully in november uh if you know what i mean we'll turn a corner and uh (laughs) yeah Yeah. if you're listening to this podcast make sure to vote Vote. live in america (laughs) oh my god please vote please vote well uh, like kat said uh we are going to be looking back and i know again you get asked a lot about xena back in the day and we're going to try not to cover the things that come up all the time but here's here's the way we feel you and like you and I are the same age, Lucy. So I feel like, and all of us went through Xena together at the same time on opposite sides of the screen, so to speak. <laughs> but it's it's a shared experience for all of us. Yours is a little different no. than ours, granted. <laughs> yeah. But uh, cool. you know, it changed your life. It changed our lives. The three of us would not be sitting here doing this today were it not for meeting through the show. And uh, literally, so, like half my so friends that. are from the conventions back in the day and the show. So, um, yeah, it's, 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 so it's this cool thing that, that we all went through at the same time. And, um, given the effect it had on us and you and so much of the world, here's, do you think it was just like, Hey, I got lucky and got this good part. Or do you think there was some sort of destiny at work, some sort of fate, some sort of like, do you, which way, how do you look at it? Oh, that's, you know what? I never would have seen, I've always seen it as I just got lucky, but now that I'm older and you start seeing the patterning in your lives, you go, Oh my God, that maybe there was some, well, it was certainly a synergy there, you know, that with my history and my nervous system and uh, and have the luck of having the right co-star um, mm. and the right writers. Just the the whole team that came on to make it was there was something magical about it, and um, and it affected people's lives um, almost entirely positively. You know, like they, you know, <laughs> which is such a pleasure and an honor to have been part of something that had had legs in the community. You know, and and what good things the fans went out and did. Mm-hmm. Right. A lot of good came from that. It's great. Crazy good. So maybe, yeah, maybe there is such a thing as, as fate and destiny. I I think so. That's my personal take on it, that we all found it for a reason and it found you for a reason. And like you said, and Renee, I mean, that's, sometimes you get a good cast, you make a nice show, you go your separate ways. Sometimes hmm. you get the perfect combination and it just you makes something. Yeah. Maybe greater than the sum of its parts. Had a lot of great parts, yes. but then the fans took it, I hate to use it to next level, (laughs) (laughs) that sort of thing didn't exist back in those days, but they took it somewhere that no show could go on its own, you know? Mm. 
Yeah. Well, and I think it helped too. Like the internet was just starting to grow, so that that helped transport it to, like you said, next level. Oh, yes. And we all and found so, each other. They were so computer literate to our fans. They were very <laughs> yes. yeah. right bang in the middle of the nineties. They were before MySpace. They were on it. Mm-hmm. And and we we know that you know Mary D. I mean Mary D. You know her website, and we've talked. We just actually talked to her last week. Her website was the hub. That's where where all the Zenites could go and and kind of you know uh, start that community. And so it really was the perfect yeah, storm of this great genre show, fans ready to become part of a fandom, and the internet made that thing made it actually possible. Yeah, yeah, and then incredible dedication from people like her and you and uh, loads of them out there. Yeah, incredible. Did you ever have a moment? I was actually watching uh, one of the episodes the other day, Liar Liar, where you guys, the mu- one of the musicals you did. And did you ever, you probably had many moments where you just stopped and looked around at what you guys were doing. I was thinking of the moment at the stage where like, you're playing this Greek warrior princess, but next thing you know, you're pregnant, singing on a stage as a rock band. Renee's coming out in white fringe dancing. Did you ever have those moments where you just thought, what is my life? <laughs> and it's like, I appreciate it. And, and wonder what is happening all the same time. Oh, all, all of that. I was very aware <laughs> that this was a precious um, confluence of events. And um, I think we were all pretty grateful. We knew that we were lucky. And um, we rocked it, really. Do you know what? I found that outfit the other day, the bikini. The, the oh. thing that <laughs> must have been, been Renee's doubles um, oh. bikini, which because I could never fit it into Renee's, but her double was bigger than her, I think. And so I, maybe it was on Ted, did Ted wear it? I can't remember. But anyway, I found <laughs> it. I was looking for something completely other. I found all these old costumes, things I used to wear at the rock scene for those shows, Kat. And, oh, um, awesome. I had no idea where they were and suddenly they're beautifully boxed up. And wow. um, anyway, it sort of took me back and made me go, oh, my God, how time has flown <laughs> and did you, you try know, even, any of them on or just looked at them? <laughs> no. Did you go I, thought, show? <laughs> I must say I thought it would probably be really inappropriate for me to put any of these on these days. You know, <laughs> I'm 52 or 51, anyway, I'm over 50, and you go, who wants to see that? I'm not sure if you want to see that. <laughs> no, don't be so sure. Thank <laughs> <laughs> you. So you guys made 134 episodes of that show. It was six seasons. It doesn't sound like very many, but it was. <laughs> I'm sure it felt like it was. D- does it all kind of just melt that period of your life? Does it all kind of melt together? Does each season feel like a very specific, oh, this was the season that I was going through this? Like ha- ha- when you think back on that used time. To. Used to, hmm, okay. but I've kind of forgotten it as I forget the traumas or the, um, you know, <laughs> just becomes a, um, just this lovely little jewel box, you know, that I can open up and look at every now and again. That's what those episodes are because I don't really remember the stories, but I remember what was happening on set that day mm. or, um, yeah, what, what was going on in relationships or something. So, um, uh, yeah, liar, liar. I wouldn't have, couldn't, wouldn't have remembered what that was until you said about the beaded bikini. And it was like, oh, yes, that's right. <laughs> that, was, that was, the comedies were always joyful, as you would expect, but there's so much more fun to shoot. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily as rewarding, though, but more fun. Right. 
And so Xena is a, obviously a very strong character. Uh, is there any characters you see on TV now or any anything in a show where you think, they stole that from Xena. I did that first. And you just... Yeah. Um, you know what? On the rare occasions when I've thought anything like that, I my next thought is, we didn't do it first. There was... <laughs> there was the Avengers. There was... There was Throne of Ark, for God's sake. There's nothing new under the sun. But we were the first for a long time and in a certain earthy um, tone, you know, that women had to be um, mincingly beautiful to be in action Mm. uh, up until that time. And now you could be zuftig and um, kick ass. Hmm. Right. And I see now what a relief that was. I didn't appreciate it at the time, but I see what a relief it was because when the Kardashians came along, all of a sudden... The new model of woman wasn't, it was Paris Hilton before that. It was stick thin and blonde and white. And then the Kardashians came on and made big asses, you know, (laughs) and and dark hair and and, and all that sort of magnificent womanliness uh, design. It like, is it the apotheosis? Is that the word? But that was the acme of attainment. If you could be, more woman rather than less. And I think that was the thing. So I, I think Xena was kind of um, um, sort of in that vein of what a relief to see a woman who has attainable qualities, traits. Mm-hmm. I never looked at Xena and thought, yeah, I can be that because <laughs> it was just way too more amazing. <laughs> but you're very Gabrielle, aren't you? Yeah. yeah. Very I looked at Joxer and thought yeah. I could be that. <laughs> <laughs> that feels right. <laughs> <laughs> we all had our characters we related to for sure. But we could aspire to be. <laughs> so we actually figured out, Lucy, that this, this weekend was supposed to be the uh the twenty fifth anniversary Xena convention. Really? Yeah. yeah. I'm so sad that the world is that we can't all be celebrating that because um that those creation conventions were, to, for me, the hub of getting to know the real fans. You know, the hardcore nutballs were there. And um, <laughs> other conventions that I've done on rare occasions around the world, it, they're um, totally wonderful and sincere, but they're not the HCMDs, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and they know, they grew it. They grew that show, those uh, women and men. Um, they made, gave it its groove and its vibe. Well, you know, you're talking about the conventions, the creation. They definitely were their own thing. I mean, like, for those of us who had been to so many, it became just more of a celebration of not only the show, but of each other and their friendships. It was a reunion every year. It was great. Totally, yeah. What was it like, like, that first time, you know, you stepped out on that stage and people lost their minds. And uh, was that just a, holy crap, what has happened to my life? Or just, um, was it? No, I think it felt like just I'm playing a role. This is just part of the role. It didn't really feel, yeah. um, it was part of my job. You just think it's, yeah, you think it's a normal part of it. It's not really to do with you, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, which I think is the healthiest way to look at it because it is, but um uh, but but also very nice. It was very few times that where, I, where I went, oh, I'm super, you know, weirded out by this. So that was yeah. a rare occurrence. 
what what's the coolest perk you've ever gotten if for someone recognizing you at, from Xena or the the first like big fun thing you got to do for you know once you it became big? Uh, it's, look, the coolest perk. I, I am not somebody. Who, <laughs> I'm not somebody who picks a lot of stuff. Right? I'm, I'm not a very um, object oriented person. But there is just a few things that I kept. Looking down. Um, I love this. My, into my office walk, here. I can walk through Lucy's. I like house. this door. <laughs> well, but there's in here. Oh, okay, up here by the light switch. This to me was like. Yeah. The coolest, nuttiest. Look, she's got a little plate on here. Can you see that? Oh, wait. We I, can't I'm not see sure it. where the camera's pointing. We see yeah. red. <laughs> sorry. sorry. Oh, wait. Oh, oh there, oh, we there go. you are. Hey. Hey. <laughs> I had my finger on the camera. Sorry. Oh, the whole time. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> That's cool. Awesome. This woman, she's got little cheeks, little happy That's cheeks. Adorable. It's her whip. I mean, what a, what a crazy! Anyway, just on rare occasions, people would show some nutty talent that. Um, <laughs> That's true. That, a lot of talent came out of that. <laughs> came out of those conventions. A lot of art, arts and crafts, and all sorts of stuff. <laughs> yeah, little gifts of love, and I please send, send no send no gifts, please. I beg you, no gifts. <laughs> um, and. Um, Pictures of myself, very sweet, very kind. You're all very talented, but what am I supposed to go into do? Should I paper my house? In there? <laughs> um, uh, I don't need any more of those. But um, but thank you. You're all talented and gorgeous. If you could give yourself, if you if you could make a phone call to your, uh, you know, late twenties self, you're about to start shooting Xena. You can call yourself. Knowing what you know now, would you give yourself any piece of advice? Uh, I would have said do the movie. Oh. Oh. I would have said do Uh. the movie because I was so burnt out and Hmm. couldn't, I had lost perspective and um, you know what? I might have had a concussion at the time too. You know, I I had a lot of, a lot of things going on and um, or, or, you know, few knocks sort of thing and um Hmm. anyway that would have been the one thing i would say rest up do the damn movie (laughs) and and don't take it all so seriously it doesn't matter you're working again life goes on yeah but i don't think i was um probably 100 percent strong and healthy yeah Hmm. well i'm sure that that was a show that took a lot out of you that wasn't just you're standing around in a courtroom about in legal jargon that was a very physically demanding show i can understand you needing the break well especially for somebody who had no training and no talent in it and that was just really mind over matter for doing it truly no you know no natural aptitude for it just a willingness to like do as i was told you fooled us so (laughs) good job pretty convincing (laughs) no hate it hate it to this day hate action Really hate sports. Like I had no feeling oh, for it. It's yeah. on. I hear. I hear about rugby or league or something on TV. <laughs> I just can't stand anything to do with it. I'm like huh? John Waters. What did he say? He's not an atheist. Did he say he's? Uh, maybe he said I'm a sporting atheist. <laughs> I don't believe in it. I see other people do, and I see that people really love it. But I have zero. Can't relate to anything to do with it. 
Wow. I mean, that's all the, that's the most, I'm sure most of your day on that show was punching people and getting punched. (laughs) Yeah. There was lots of, um, well, not really. It's more like dance, which I also hate, but um, just do it because that's the only way to get through the day. Just, Mm -hmm. and the better you get at it, the sooner the pain will be over. So that was my, um, I sure loved all the acting. Mm. Well, that being said about the physicality, now I'm just going to put this out there because I heard you talk about it uh, on another podcast. If there was a, a Xena reboot that at the time when I listened, you sound like you would be up for and somewhat enthusiastic for. But um, if that were to ever come to pass, would it be a less? <clears throat> Here's the thing, like, would age come into play, do you think, in Xena? Like, would she be maybe less active, more thoughtful Xena? Or is it just Xena's timeless? She's going to kick ass wherever I, it comes mm, up. Uh, no, I think it would always be a handover to um, a younger woman. Mm-hmm. Right? It would be like mm-hmm. one yep. of those um, Star Trek things. And you know what? That's fine with me because Xena was perfect as she was. I don't want to do um, a disservice to her. Are you ready to shop? Rakuten's Big Give Week is back. Get 15% back at hundreds of stores, and it's all happening this week, May 6th to May 13th. It's the perfect time to shop for everything on your list for spring and summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. I know I'm using this week to stock up on some warmer weather essentials at Ray-Ban and Ulta, and I love that Rakuten even helps me save on travel at sites like Hotels.com. Rakuten really is the best way to shop, and you can save even more by stacking cash back on top of deals. Plus, during Big Give Week, that cash back is bigger than ever. With Rakuten, membership is free, and when you sign up and shop today, you get an extra 10% cash back boost. That's an extra 10% cash back on top of the 15% cash back. You won't see higher cash back rates than these. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. No. Uh, yeah, older people don't move the same. So that <laughs> would just ruin things. That. <laughs> that would just ruin things, I reckon. <laughs> but, no, um, I, yeah. you know, so much time has gone by. Lots of people have tried, you know, we've really tried in different ways, but um, I don't know. I give it over to, uh, I give it over to the gods, mm-hmm. goddesses. Yep. <laughs> I was just going to mention my life is murder. We always oh, have to say yeah. that. Every time we talk about your show, that's how we have to say it because it feels murder. right to say my yeah. life is murder. <laughs>
Uh, American accent doesn't work for that. Uh, You know what? I made that. I met this girl, Claire. We're at Pride in Sydney and I had like an hour to spare. I said, yes, I will meet you. She pitched me this idea, but it was something about her. I was just like, you are the real deal. There's something about her that I went, I'm going to back you and put my name and take a chance, punt on you. And your idea, let's go build a team. And we made this little show. And also it was because I was sick of making things that were dark, sexual, mm-hmm. violent. Um, I just didn't want to do that anymore at that time. And I wanted a break from that. So then just do something that was good and kind and see if I could make this kind of a show. And uh, so we made it. And I think especially in a post-COVID world, it kind of took off because the world, everybody is so, it's really quite traumatized and a little bit, they're, they're living in fear. And to have something that is beautiful and kind of dependable with a bit of easy justice at the end of it, it's like a little holiday for your nervous system. Hmm. And um, especially because there is no real justice out on television. You know, when we watch the news, we're all like wanting to gouge our eyes out at the violence. And, you know, you, know, you, it, you harm yourself just by watching it, actually. You've got to be careful how much negativity you put in your body because how are we going to get through um with love and dignity and grace and and um and really flourish if we are putting poison in our bodies and that is really like too much negativity you know Mm -hmm. so um you've got to be careful what you expose yourself to and take little breaks from all technology eat good food love be with your friends make love like, <laughs> um love. from a from a social distance right do that. <laughs> for now for now <laughs> we call we in new zealand we call it bubbles who's in your bubble you know you've got to keep your bubble really small do you use that terminology in america i, I think germ, it has been yeah germ yeah. bubble yeah the, the germ bubble <laughs> yeah yeah but it's quite good. So when you read emerge bubbles, you've got to really think about it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> um, got to be picky anyway. about who's in your bubble, who you're going to let right. in your bubble. You, you, know? you do. <laughs> How many people in your bubble? Oh, I've been going to work. <laughs> My girlfriend goes to work at the um, warehouse and I'm like, okay, well, we're just going to sit like, you know, 10 feet apart or something because, <laughs> just because we're not ready for that. We've just come out of um, level three lockdown. Now we can go out, but you have to wear masks and, and um, gloves and, Mm. Oh, gloves. Right. Well, well, I do just because. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? Yeah. And you know what? It actually doesn't hurt. The minute you adjust and go, oh, it's not so bad. And when you learn how to um, not fog your own glasses up. Oh, right. how, tell me how to do right. that because I have uh, no idea. I think you have to have the glasses sitting forward. The mask has to be up higher on your nose and the glasses sitting yep. forward so that you don't get a work compensation yeah. because that's totally kind of, move it just yeah. a little bit more forward yeah, makes yeah, a big yeah, difference yeah yeah, yeah. 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 And it's nice feeling that you've done you that you're safe because you've mm-hmm. taken all the precaution the reasonable precaution yeah. Yeah, well, we're all in la so luckily la and california got on the ball pretty quick as far as Telling people to wear masks, shutting things down. So that's not what we're hearing. Well, the OC. Yeah. yeah. I'm more than a lot of other more areas than other in places, the US. I'll say. Yeah. <laughs> the US as a whole is not doing well, but yeah. Know, <laughs> unfortunately. Yeah. Well, but, um, with my life is murder, do you yeah. think that there's gonna be any word on if there's gonna be a season two? 
Um, too early to say. Okay. It's not dead. It's Good. not dead, but, you know, Melbourne's in, in a bit of a state at the moment. Yeah. Oh, so, um, but uh, I'm very positive on that front. Yeah, I've, I've got to say, I, I only started watching the show because you were on it. I didn't know what to expect. I love the show. Uh, by the time it was over, I was so, it had it like a vibe. I like that you had this cool life and your apartment or flat or whatever they call it over there is cool. <laughs> you had a cat. So I was already on board with that. And, um, you know, I think the Madison, the assistant, she was great. Like the whole Amazing. chemistry of the cast. I loved the show. So I really, really hope to see you come back at some point. Yeah. Oh, definitely. And Ebony is, um, you know, she was the very last actress to come in for the role. Hmm. And she, all the others were a little bit um, respectful of me. And she just wasn't. She just sort of barreled in. And, <laughs> like I'd go and um, into the room and greet them. And so they had already met me and we were already buddies by the time they came in the room. Because you want to give them every chance to be amazing, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing to see how who just disintegrated in, in the room <laughs> probably because they wanted it too much you know and and it, mm. but she just came in and was like <laughs> she was such a shit kicker we were like <laughs> oh she's the one because I was like <laughs> who do I want to be holding hands with basically you're that close to somebody physically all day for months and months and months and it's like that girl. I want that girl. So, um, <laughs> so I was very strenuously pushing her through the whole network approval system. It's like basically, I didn't give me a choice. <laughs> <laughs> well, good call. Yeah. She was fantastic. Fantastic and so fun and so talented and and uh, yeah, great. You, I heard you mention in another podcast that. Uh, before becoming an, an actor for real uh, you were playing like it was play and you would go out when you were young and play and do skits and and pretend and all this and and acting is I, I took some lessons back in the day and my teacher always used to hit home it's like come on man this is acting it's fun I mean it's not always 100% fun but it's play you're pretending and um is right. it still do you still have that sense of play or sometimes does the the work business balance muddle up the play or you know what really can mess it up is being too aware of producerial issues. Mm-hmm. Um, that can really take all the fun out of it. But actors mm-hmm. who um, have no awareness and no care for anybody else's job can often be better because they're entirely selfish. <laughs> <laughs> You're in a blissful denial. That sounds well, just wonderful. Only they matter. Only they matter. Right. Uh, only they <laughs> and, and so that makes them really compelling, whereas... You know, I'm always hyper aware of everything that's going on and that can sometimes be harmful. So Mm -hmm. I have to be careful of that. Did you, so you're an executive producer on My Life is Murder. Did you enjoy, now that you're through that first season, did you enjoy having that dual role? Is it something you'll continue to do in the future? Uh, Yes. Yeah, I I really did because it's about, um, I like to feel comfortable expressing my opinion you know so when you have that mm-hmm. official role and um and to be part of the setup and uh crewing and um problem solving so I do like to be part of it but in the acting it can be you know and when I'm when I'm shooting I have to let that go a little bit because I can't be watching the casting um hmm. but uh yeah we you know we had a very interesting thing with some Australian males 
are um, active. Australian male actors are roughly in two uh, groups. So there'll be the um, Hemsworth types that go off to America and whatever, and then there'll be the local boys who never would leave and don't want to leave. But often they have this, they're very, they talk so quietly that they'll go mumble, mumble, mumble their lines. And as the executive, as an actress, I would not say anything, but as an executive producer, I'm like, Psh! what the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck are you mumbling on my show for? Because you know what? People at home, the mic can only pick up what it can pick up. People at home will tolerate not being able to see you well, but they will not tolerate not being able to hear. So I don't want to, to have to re-loop this because it won't be as good. Mm-hmm. And and sometimes it's because of an insecurity. There's an insecurity in some of these boys where they they just don't talk normally. And um, as an EP, I quite enjoy being able to go, dude, don't fuck my show up. <laughs> <laughs> like, don't be that guy. <laughs> yeah, talk like a human being in real life you don't talk like this you don't talk like this hiding your life because you're so very artistic it's like just fucking say the word <laughs> i know they're, they're totally good people in every other way you know but, but that's like unacceptable for lucy were you also involved in doing notes on scripts or notes on cuts in post-production? How, how involved were you uh, um, in the show? I certainly could. If I had the energy to look at the cuts uh, at the daily dailies, um, once I've done my homework at night, then by all means I can say anything. Sometimes I win, sometimes I don't. And I don't mind that. I'm very used to being edited. Um, what was the first thing you said? What was the first thing Scri- you asked? Like uh, notes on scripts? I love that. I'm not, I must say, I'm not very good at it, but I am good at um, funny scenarios and um, I was, I am good at dialogue. So a lot of that stuff is actually just me. And um, and, and also these writers, especially with My Life is Murder, um, they write for me. You know, now that we know one another, they're just, you know, they're, it was wonderful, wonderful fun. So if we get it up and going, it will be double the fun. I feel like I heard, like, watching the season progress, I feel like I heard more of humor coming from your character. Like, maybe they got used to your style and your personality and started throwing some more Well, humor. anytime I would ad-lib it, usually made the, um... Oh, okay. <laughs> Which is very sweet of them, because they don't have to. They can go, no, yeah. stick to the script, you know? Mm-hmm. But it's also me giving myself permission that once you understand the um, the nature of the, the animal that the show is, where you can start to let yourself do that a little more. So I'm excited to think where we might go next. Well, you are planning to be here in the spring for the Xena Convention. Is that is that right? Wait, that when tentatively is the spring? for when now. Is the spring. <laughs> April. 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 Oh, April. Mid April, I believe it. The dates are. The rescheduled possibly, dates. yeah. <laughs> oh, um, yes, I would love to. I would love to. <laughs> no, we're I, formally I, inviting not you on the spot. <laughs> yeah, don't worry. Not don't very good dates. <laughs> well, according to the website, you're going to be there. <laughs> right. Might want to make a phone call to verify that. <laughs> I can't do this. 
And doing that, uh, you know, Minions comes out, so I'm supposed to be yeah. for that. Yeah. But, you know, who knows with the old COVID of it all, how that sort of, how they'll do publicity in future, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Everything's I really want to meet though. I want to meet Jean-Luc Van Damme, Jean-Claude Van Damme. <laughs> Jean-Luc like, Luke Picard's Van Damme. Brother? Yeah, <laughs> we can edit that. Is Jean-Claude Van Damme in Minions? Yeah, what? he plays oh. Jean-Claude. He's got this big claw. Because <laughs> we're, all, we're all villains. And I play nun truck, this kind of horrible <laughs> Boston nun. <laughs> Perfect. I'd like to meet John Claude too. I've been a big I fan of his it. since uh, all this. <laughs> I'm a big martial arts what nerd. What a character! <laughs> yeah, um, Rob made um, my husband made Hard Target with a couple of movies with him in the eighties, hmm. and um, then he sh- Rob showed me he's doing a video for some French. I can't remember if it's hip hop or some some music video that John Claude just did, and um, I thought, how great is it that? Some people keep getting second and third chances, you know, to just involve data. <laughs> I like that because we all want to see ourselves reinvent, reinvent, you know, just mm-hmm. keep living, keep creating. You don't have to do the same thing. Just just right. um, keep changing shape. So uh, I find that quite inspirational. Well, sorry, I was holding a cough back. Apologize. <laughs> I was trying to like hold it. Well done, Wendy. Trying to drink the water. <laughs> hey, where, are you guys all there? Are you all in LA? You look like you're all in LA. Those are LA houses. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. totally. Yeah, are. Yep. Well, I'm in Santa Clarita, technically, yeah. so close enough. I don't know. That counts. Do you? Is there anything about LA that you miss, Lucy? Oh, I I miss my friends. I miss I miss the illusion that we all believed in. <laughs> you know what I love about LA people is that they're very searching. Very hardworking. You know, people don't understand this. They think LA is sort of um, this fake Hollywood idea that people have is actually not uh, seldom true. You can find that kind of stupidity, but all those people are on botched this week. Um, <laughs> everybody else is really hardworking technicians and and um, always searching, always making trying to look after their health and um and their well-being and their creativity i think they're really um so many good people there yeah and it really being here it almost forces you to do things you never thought that you would because sometimes you 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 do what what you got to do to to get by to do you know know, it ends up being something awesome yeah. Uh, boy. Oh, that's a great, great question, Lucy. Uh, let's see. I, <laughs> well, stumped. I went to a Xena convention. <laughs> I never thought I would do that, honestly, to be honest with you. I thought that was a little cray cray, <laughs> but I went and I had a great time and, uh, you know, my life was changed. Cause I said, you know, I'm, I'm just going to go I'll do it. see what this is about. And man, yeah. that, where were you it from? Took off. Where were you born? Texas. See, a lot of people are yeah. from somewhere else, but um, right, it really, really to be are. There. Yeah, and it's hard. Texas to, people out here. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I think LA is quite a special place. I don't care what people, you know, people have a completely wrong vision of what it is. Mm. But um, yeah, miss you, miss you guys. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> come back. We have a spare room. <laughs> come back. <laughs> April. Yeah, right. yeah, fair, yeah, fair, 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 f
Are you going to uh, write it in your calendar right now? It's the creation I, month. I, I feel like it's the 16th through the 18th. I am our research department. I'm researching <laughs> that at this moment. I'm scrolling. It might be in my calendar. I can't type right. It's really Sharon, Sharon Delaney from Creation <laughs> has written to me a letter of um, wants me to do something for her. It must be about this weekend. Mm. Um, so I, I will gladly do that. Lucy, it looks like you're up April uh, 16th through 18th, 2021. Thank you. <laughs> Write that down. <laughs> I've got it. Well, it's been we'll about a half an hour. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Is there anything else we need to talk about? We could talk to you about anything forever. So it's a hard question <laughs> to ask. There's just so much. Uh, your whole life has been so amazing. And just um, I, I like, you know, when you get to know a person because they play a character you adore, you don't know, you don't know what they're like. And you end up being this way cool person who's just got this outlook on life of like, yeah, have fun. Enjoy it. You oh, know? yeah. You, we yeah. better. We better. Yeah. Cause it's the only thing that's within our control, unless you have, you know, you suffer from depression or something that's really that's. Not like you have a lot of choice in that, but what we put our focus on is often within our control, and um, how how we can turn towards one another, towards the people in, who are around us, and just love them better and laugh more. And yeah, I think good food, good drink, good health. And um, I bought that Danish book, you know, the the art of the uh, the little Danish hygge life h-y-g-g-e and it kind of <laughs> says it all it's about it's about simplicity it's about egalitarianism it's about deliciousness it's about um handcrafts and um and beautifying your immediate environment and small thing you know it's it's all within our control because um unless you're extreme extremely poor and do not have shelter and do not have food um uh you we have choice in these things so yeah, beautify your immediate environment in ways that make that feeds your soul. That's oh. why I put chocolate all over the house. Yes, can find it anywhere. Yes. <laughs> you know what? Since I've been eating chocolate as part of my fuga life, um, oh. it doesn't bother. It's like I no longer stop myself. I have it. I really enjoy it. I swear I eat less of it, but. Um, I've just taken you take all that stigma. It's like um, pro, just prohibition doesn't work, does it? Mm-hmm. Doesn't no, work for the no. human human psyche <laughs> or something. So um, yeah, just having enjoying things with all the all the pleasure you can suck out of a chocolate yeah. bar. <laughs> right. I do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll show you what I. Okay, I was worried about being late for our appointment, but I was like, okay, okay, it's 11.37. I've got to be on the phone at 12. Um, I'll just run down to the French bakery and I got all these, you know, the, the oh. pan of oh. And, oh, this is, this is, a, this is an oh. almond one. Wow. I've got pan of showing us delicious-looking breads. Oh, <laughs> my God. Wow. I'm not supposed to eat wheat, but once in a while I just go, eh. I don't care. I'm having it. <laughs> that's Apparently i feel like i live by that motto too much yeah i enjoy <laughs> that motto very much <laughs> no 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 not too much enjoy yeah. <laughs> just enough right just right I, I definitely appreciate that uh you know not taking yourself too seriously doing things you wouldn't normally do and just enjoying it like yeah. when cat another example when cat said hey guys do you want to do this <laughs> podcast i don't know uh and i thought i've never thought about doing a podcast 
Uh, and I said yes, and we are here now talking with you. So I think it was pretty good. It worked oh, out. Talk, so you talk all kinds of nerd things. Tell me what you talked about last week and hmm. what are you going to talk about next week? We've been talking a lot about Winona Earp. I don't know if you've seen it. It's a yeah. show on sci-fi right now. Yeah. Um, so we've been doing a lot of that because it's it, tonight, actually. Did they bring the, it back or is it? They did. Like, Big deal. Yeah. So today it's the mid-season finale. Yep. Uh, so we're going to have a separate special review podcast of that. Uh, and, and and we, did yeah, they do a new season or did they just replay it? New season. Yeah, new they season, it started. But... Yeah, so there's, they split it up because they had to stop filming because of COVID. So they showed the first six episodes uh, starting you know, about a month and a half ago. And then they're going to show the next six, not till 2020, 2021, we just found out. Yeah. So they're making us wait a little longer, but mm. we're just thankful for that. That season, because again, that's that power of the fans that you know you get behind a show, and this is we often can uh, compare the Winona Earp fans with the Xena fans, uh, because the Xena fans were the original group to really right. get behind well, a show and push it did, forward. They tried to get me to play her mother, I think, or something. Oh, and yeah, I, thought, I think oh, there was a lot of fan right. support for that. Yes, yes, thank you. They did offer it to me, and I was doing something else at the time. I couldn't. Um, Oh my god! Uh, but yes, but yeah, <laughs> that would have been amazing. Yeah, well, if you have a chance. You should definitely get on. But I'm really, would, would be, I'm excited yeah. for them that they have pulled it off because it is hard to stay on the air these days, you know. So and good for you yeah. fans for making that possible. Yeah, those Xena fans really paved the way for all. Yeah, the, yeah. yeah. I, <laughs> I, I feel like we were the pioneers in that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They knew their power, you know? Okay, here's my question. How are Xena fans or or Winona Earp fans different from Star Trek fans? Here's my thought. Mm -hmm. Star Trek, because I I find this all, you know, you always have the Star Wars, Star Trek battle. And and I think that it kind of applies to like Xena Earp fans too. Star Trek is such a cerebral kind of show, which is cool. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's a lot of very, I could never get into it. I was a Star Wars baby. I feel like Winona, Xena, they're more kind of just from a like, emotional from your gut action kind of thing it's not saying they're not smart it's just a different like star trek i'm sorry all the star trek fans that i'm saying but it's like a lot of people talking about things a lot sciencey wise and and occasionally there's some action but i don't know there's just like a difference and i feel like you you can relate more to the characters that you see in cena or winona or i can't think oh they're like you know Again, it's the humor. It's it's more fun. It's how you yeah. deal with when it drama does come along, and it feels more relatable to me. Um, whereas Star War- Star Trek, I can appreciate for what it is for sure, uh, just as a nerd in general. But it, it definitely takes it to an, to another level. Uh, Zena and, <laughs> and Winona are. And there's, there's also an emotional. I feel yeah, like yeah. The, a lot of emotions. Um, uh, you know, run through Xena and and Winona Earp. I don't. I just don't feel that sort of emotional draw to to Star Trek stuff at all. Right. Do you think that the Battlestar fans are more like Star Trek too? Not just because of the space element, but because of the cerebral. I feel like it's and almost a more male way of relating to one another, hmm. rather than think- an animalistic human. Hmm. I think Battlestar did it really well with forming those strong emotional connections to the characters. I think there's a lot of, uh, you know, and nothing against Star Trek. I don't want to offend anyone. Appreciate, appreciate Star it. Trek for everything. It's, you know, <laughs> uh, but it, they did a really great job. And I, I mean, I really enjoyed Battlestar Galactica mm-hmm. uh, and it, it drew me in to the, to the relationships in a way that 
Star Trek didn't for me. So I think it and maybe of course, appealed to both types of fans. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it had another strong female characters on there, especially Starbuck yep. in Battlestar Galactica. Uh, that again, that Star Trek doesn't have as. In, oh, your, oh, in your face. You're going to make well, some Star Trek fans. <laughs> I know. I'm not trying. I appreciate some Star Trek. I watch it. You know? I know. I've noticed that people on um, podcasts and YouTube these days always are saying, in my opinion, because apparently <laughs> you, can, you have to like have this in lights over your head. So apparently, I guess people get all angry that you should dare opine as if truth. But it doesn't really bother me, I must say. I actually love it, even if I don't agree with them. When people say something that is true, especially if it's funny, like I love it. It just tickles me pink. You know, I don't have to agree with them. I just like people to be authentic. So, um, yeah. A lot of times we don't agree with each other, the three of us, on something that we enjoyed or, you know, and especially as we talk about a wide array of nerdy things and with a focus more on the LGBT. Q uh, side of things, but it it does does come up a lot as far as oh I like I really enjoyed this or I can get into that. Um, so different things different things that people connect to is very interesting. And we're very polite. We're very polite. Yes. The three of us. Yeah, we, we try. We're very respectful of one <laughs> another, and we don't try to upset each other. We're not here to got to, you know the gotcha podcast. We're <laughs> not that. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's good. You know, as in, especially in. You know, you see it in politics where we, we all want everybody just to agree with us, but actually you don't want to live in that society. You want to live in a pluralistic society. It's a to extrapolate out from what you're talking about, that you want a society that can allow us all to be different and yet to get on in a very civilised manner because um, the rugged individual is not technically the, the whole organism the whole community, the city is the organism. And that's why we're all so different and our brains operate differently because there are so many functions. It's like, well, those people, okay, the um, all the accountants are kind of like the kidneys. They're there to filter out all the, um, <laughs> the numerical problems. And um, you people are the lungs and you people are, you know, we need everybody's brains at full healthy operations so that the whole organism can be healthy and um yeah anyway that's that's my little thing on the pluralistic society <laughs> and comprehending it seems like there's you can definitely disagree and have different opinions and different ways people think they should go about them but mm. lately it's uh if you don't think my way you're evil and i must destroy you yeah. online or in person or i my opinion means so much to me that i have to destroy yours for it to have yes. any weight Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, or just crap on you, really. Just crap mm-hmm. on you. And, yeah. and um, so we, I, I notice that in myself. I, I look at that in myself and um, because I have friends who vote very differently to me and it upsets me, but um, <laughs> <laughs> I would have no friends. And um, <laughs> uh, anyway, it's important just because they're still good people. Yeah. They just vote yeah. differently, you know, and that's mm-hmm. sometimes we don't want to accept that, but it is true. <laughs> yeah, it's a hard pill to swallow sometimes. It's a bad <laughs> <ass failure. laughs> Yeah. Well, always got to say yes. I don't say no to watching any show at this point if someone recommends it to me because I've been, I've been burned before by saying no to stuff. And I'm mm. just like, yeah, I'll do it. I'll watch it. 
Let's go there. Let's do that. That sounds <laughs> Lucy, are are you watching anything right now? Is there anything on TV that you I'm not really. And when I'm down country, I don't even have a TV. So, um, but I do, you know, I'm a true crime nut. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so there's this guy called True Crime Loser who just <laughs> makes me howl with laughter. I even support him on Patreon because he's hysterical. Nice. Um, anyway, I watched True Crime Loser and he just um, shows his funny observation, goes quite deep into cases that I know really well. Mm. But I am moving away from the dark, I must say. The world is too dark for me to be, you know, it's a, it's the world is ripe for conspiracy theories at the moment and, boy, some mm-hmm. really nasty, not rabbit holes, they're wormholes, boy. Oh, and yes. um, they will stress you. All that doom scrolling sort of thing, yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, it's a real whoop, whoop, beware. <laughs> anyway, I love True Crime Loser. He was screwing. Nice. Yeah, check what's it the out. show you were going to ask about, Cat on HBO? The uh, oh, um, I'll be gone in the dark. That the yeah. uh, Golden State Killer. Oh, have, yeah. have you seen that? Yeah. Have you seen that? Have you seen that at all? D'Angelo. Oh no! What a nasty old man, eh? Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I, I, no, I haven't seen that one. It's a, a beautiful. It's a be- the way that they present it. It's it's a be- beautifully shot. Um, it, it's. It's a very well done uh, docu series. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Let's check it out. All right. Yeah. Thank you. Probably not if you're trying to stay towards the light. I mean, right. <laughs> it's probably a little dark. Maybe save it. But well done. It's addicting. Yeah. I like to visit the the wiki page for unsolved mysteries and look at the solved cases that have been solved <laughs> since unsolved mysteries originally aired in the 80s and 90s. It's very, it's kind of mind blowing and it becomes cool. so addicting that, you know, because now things that were, you didn't know what happened to them. Now they've solved it and they've got this whole page figured. It's yeah. fascinating. So wow. I recommend well, that, that if you're cool. bored, but again, it's, it's very dark. It can get very dark, but. Cause I, I hate watching cold cases where there's no justice at the end. Cause it just yeah. leaves yeah. a horrible brick on your back. Like something needs to happen about that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but that's cool that they've got, they're posting, you know solutions well i feel like we've taken more yes. more than 30 minutes of your time but uh, so i cut you off the show and i can you know get a stupid sewing machine and, <laughs> um, i've got to have a little disaster on the farm and um i've got to go back down there and it's a really it's a bad week for me to um mm. leave town but uh just got to do these things when you are <laughs> a farmer like me <laughs> just shit goes wrong you know it's like oh hang on the contractor went out there and he bowled over the wrong building are you kidding <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> yeah the neighbor's house has been bowled over you say <laughs> oh, <shit. laughs> like, oh my god wow I said the, birds, the wool yeah. shed are you, you planting animals things, or, animals? Yeah, yeah, what's on this farm? No, no, no. There's, um, I'm planting things, uh, but hmm. the neighbor put his cows in there and they, they, <laughs> they cause, which is fine, but they cause all sorts of trouble, man. Bobby calves are such trouble. And um, because they're all dying for grazing, they're all like, mm. Who, who's grazing your driveway? And I'm like, uh, I already promised that. Sorry. Anyway, so there's <laughs> uh, long-standing agreements with the guy who used to own the land with the farmer so I, I allow that to continue and um but anyway Bobby can't <laughs> 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 
such terrors. So I've got to go down there and like build fences and um, just stuff. But, Your anyway. daily life sounds amazing. You don't right. need a TV. You've got <laughs> enough life. No. Oh, oh, going I on. love it. When I'm down there, you guys, I like this house literally has buckets. I have buckets and ice cream containers and things where the roof, you know, lives. <laughs> and there's not a single window that is fit for purpose. They either are broken or they don't open or they don't close. And this is a cold ass part of the world, right? Mm-hmm. Don't close. Uh, or they are but two pieces of plastic gaffer taped fore and aft in this, <laughs> in this what, space of what used to be a window, right? Mm. And the, I know the gaffer tape's coming off, so I better go down. Otherwise, one gust of wind is going to just blow this bloody place away. <laughs> and but, um, but I started like painting it because I'm a mad. It makes me happy, so I started mm-hmm. painting it like, crazy colours. And the farmers just looking at me, oh, what are you, what are you painting it for? Like they're crazy. <laughs> I'm wasting time and money on this place that's going to be demolished. But um, but it makes me happy. And I was in quarantine down there, so I nothing to do, you know. But um, I've got to get you up on the You painted the outside? No, I'm painting, the outside? I will, I've, I've done the, the door and the surrounds, but, I mean, really, it's so rotten. There's, <laughs> but I'm that actually sounds fun. Oh, it's so charming. It's so funny. But... Um, um, full of vermin, and, uh, <laughs> but I think because I've lived such a privileged life, it's really quite pleasurable to me. Like it, it amuses the hell out. And the worst, the store. Okay, you know what is holding in? Because I went to paint the window, some some of the windows, and I was like, oh, is that moss and stuff? I better get the wire brush. So I started. I got the wire brush and gave a scrub. You know what's holding the windows in? Moss and slugs on the. <laughs> now, there are. Slugs on the inside <laughs> of my window. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. I dropped the wire brush and went, shit, man, you put them all back. You know? No, I didn't put them back. But like that that is the level of dereliction of my little house. So um for some reason I just find it really funny and really <laughs> Well, oh, that is a project. A Sounds refreshing, <laughs> yeah, honestly. Yeah, it does. It does. <laughs> and you're away from everything urban, you know. You've really got to pass about your food. And I was supposed to be going down there with a, a girlfriend and um, so Rob very kindly packed up this crate of really great wine. Hmm. And um, in the end, she didn't come. And so <laughs> I still had this crate of wine. And now I was in lockdown. The whole city was in lockdown. So I couldn't come back. <laughs> So I oh, just wow. had a really great time cutting up blackberry, open a bottle of wine, sit up on the hill with <laughs> the blackberry's got like thorns like big roses, like it's the nastiest, most noxious mm. weed, right? And you have mm. to dig it every little tendril out. But I would just have a lovely time and then cutting it into tiny little pieces with a pair of secateurs. <laughs> 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 it's heavenly, just go really really simple you know well knowing what new zealand looks like in general wherever this place is it's i'm guessing it has an amazing view an amazing setting and even if it's uh, got slugs holding the windows in (laughs) i'm sure it's still very peaceful and relaxing and i wish i had a photograph of slugs i have got some of them also (laughs) by the other windows but the slugs really just took the cake man but the more like that it is the more i like it it's just awesome hysterical 
That does sound therapeutic. <laughs> you know what I'm building? You know what I'm building this week? What? I'm building what? Uh, a, a copper coil to go into a bathtub and I've got to drill holes and get the right fittings now that we're out of lockdown three, level three, and to make a wood fire, like a fire, uh, a hot tub outside. So you get an old bathtub and drill holes in it and get the copper coils, build a fire, it's going to be amazing. So that's I was going to say that sounds that sounds potentially very dangerous. Are you? <laughs> I hope you have step by that experience. A coil and, and a tub and a hot tub. Boom! That sounds it's scary. Not oil? What do you mean, boys? Oil. A coil. The coil. coil. The copper coil. No, and no, no. Electricity and no. That's the, the see the um, convection carries the water uh, up the copper coil and back into the bathtub, so it just circulates. Yeah, Wendy, it's science. And heat. Yeah. Science. Yeah. <laughs> Like, yeah, you can find everything, how to do everything on YouTube. If there's a step-by-step step on YouTube, YouTube, we can, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's amazing how to make your own bar. I mean, I uh, could just buy one, but where's the fun in that? <laughs> I feel so me. lazy now, <laughs> not creating things like a, my own hot tub. <laughs> Super fun. The things you learn in quarantine. Yeah. In oh, my God. The new skills. I bake sourdough like a son of a bitch. <laughs> Just, did you nail it on the first try? Or did it take a few? Uh, I might have taken a couple. No, it's always delicious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you, anyone can nail it. But I do the no need, no need variety also from YouTube. Lots of great people on YouTube. In fact, anything you want to do, like how do I change the battery in this fob of my car? I just did Start. that. He just did it. Yeah. Yes, I had to look it up. done a video of how exactly to, yeah, God bless that. Yep, absolutely. That's the only way I knew how to do it. I, I the exact car key bob thing. Yep. Yep. Yes. I used it recently to install a bidet. It was <laughs> nice. Didn't know that, but now I know how to install one. In case wow. anybody needs you one. mean one of those those Japanese ones that just add to your loop? They just Jesus. they just shoot up. <laughs> They're amazing, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> it was the pressure wasn't quite right at first. It was like either too little or way too oh, much. Kind of blast yeah, you back, yeah. but you'll need you a, gotta... get a pulsating one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh uh, is that still called a bidet, or is that <laughs> that's something else? <laughs> You know, I went to Africa and I was very, one of the most, the best things I took away from it was in places where you have no water, as sometimes on my farm, I'm without, I do have no hot water, by the way. But um, when there is no water, what they use for keeping clean and sterilizing things is ash. So um, that is, I guess, very alkaline or something, and it's very cleansing. And the way soap works is it, it's alkaline, so it breaks the bonds between your hands and soap. And um, Ash does the same thing. I think there's one other ingredient that they could add, but I can't recall. Go look it up on YouTube. Okay. But um, <laughs> it's other ways to make toilets and things. Lucy, I think you should have your own podcast. Yeah. I'm Our YouTube channel with Lucy. Yeah, there you go. Ashby Day. <laughs> <laughs> I get this old vacuum cleaner. I put it in reverse. <laughs> Life hacks. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> That's genius. Yeah. You're in quarantine. You got all the time in the world. I got the YouTube channel. How <laughs> to make shoes out of plastic bags. 
nothing has to be single use any longer. <laughs> no. Definitely not. <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> I'm not doing quarantine, right? <laughs> we have fixed the world. <laughs> the slugs can get their day in the on camera that they in deserve. The sun, yeah. <laughs> I saw one doing these little curly really patterns at the bottom of the sink. I was like, oh no, you don't buster. You get back out of that window. Oh <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Trying to escape. That thing ain't gonna hold itself. <laughs> slug You're on the job, get mister. to work, slug. Yeah. <laughs> slug. <Yes. laughs> <laughs> wow, we've covered so much during this podcast. I, mean, no, no. I never thought we'd get to bidets and slugs. But, Very educational. Yeah. No. I, yeah. I like it. I like it. Yeah. We had to get to bidets eventually. <laughs> that's where it was headed. Start. <laughs> Inevitable. Oh, that's quite impressive though. Was that quite was that kind of easy? What put the, the bidet? Yeah, that stick on bidet oh. thing. Yeah. Yes. Nah, yes not, and not no. There, uh, it was getting the pressure right, the like the there's a couple of things you have to hook up in between. You have to take the original thing off and then put on a new thing and you have to adjust the pressure. Yeah. Uh, it was, it was tough. It took a couple hours. The YouTube video said it was going to take like 20 minutes, but it took a lot longer than that. Okay. And, but uh, you know what? Yeah. Two hours is quick. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause now and you it's... have the cleanest fanny in the street. <laughs> Very effective. <laughs> you should, you should find out. You can hang a shingle. <laughs> I'm offering my services if anyone needs installation. <laughs> we all have our skills. I know yeah. how to install a stripper Many pole skills. at a house. <laughs> oh, that's pretty good. Wow. wow. I had a neighbor who was a pole dancer or a, a roommate and uh, helped roommate. her install a couple of uh, practice poles. She was very talented. I'm sure she was. That's, that's, that's just hard. Like, to, to no, do... it is hard. You have to be very strong to do all the things she did. Hanging on that pole, yeah. but and it, but and yet somehow it's so not desirable as an exercise form, is it? Like, no, I don't want to do that. No, no. I just look like I'm flopping around like a fish. I don't think it would be at all sexy fish on a pole. <laughs> yeah, fish. No one wants to see that. <laughs> okay, um, well we nailed it. Boy, this is. <laughs> <laughs> yep let's see we got uh slugs yep bidet and stripper check. poles yeah we got them all <laughs> check all. all the topics <laughs> all right uh lucy we cannot thank you enough for coming on this podcast my pleasure thank you for asking me for having me of course wow. and you know when when wendy wendy nailed it when she said you know the show changed all of our lives and uh well, you know yep. it's true it's why wendy's in la and it's why we're all here together so amazing you know, I'm sure that's not lost on you, but thank you on behalf of all your fans for being such a such a great role model and a, a, just a great uh, a great person. And so, yeah, thank you so much for being here. Thanks, Um, Lovely to know you, girls. Go get your sewing machine. <laughs> yeah, get to sewing. <laughs> we'll see you in April. Okay, in April. Bye now. So that's uh, that's Lucy Lawless. I think that went well. Yeah. That so. was ridiculously She's, awesome. She is fun to hang out with. You know, it's like oh, you exactly. feel like you can talk to her about everything and it's just still not enough because there's just mm -hmm. so much just fun, like just hanging out, chatting with the woman. She's awesome. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We we had 30 minutes with her. It it ended up being about an hour. And uh, yeah, she gave us a lot of her time. And that was that was amazing. She's I mean, listen, it's Lucy fucking lawless. Like, what are you going to say? <laughs> <laughs> she kicks the ass out of a farm. Yeah, you know? she does. 
Dude, she's fascinating. She's handy. She just like kicks ass everywhere. Yep. Right. You know, it's yeah. She she's turned out to be somebody that is so refreshing. And um, you know, and and one of the questions I didn't get to, like, I was curious to like when you have a role like Xena at the beginning of your career, you know, mm-hmm. does it take some of the pressure off to like, hey, I've done this thing that that most actors never get a chance to live, this this crazy ridiculous character legend and stardom and all this right. and it's like hey I'm, i can relax you know i i've acting is you know there's no pressure to like get that role that makes it you know and um and and i don't know if that's part of the reason that she just got this cool chill attitude or it's just maybe that attitude is what led to her being so successful in the first place and getting the part you know but yeah. it's she's she's a very uh refreshing person mm-hmm. for sure and i think it's the kiwi too because yeah. Kiwis are yeah, awesome. for sure. Laid back. Yeah. Yep. Yay. That was awesome. That was, I'm just, you know, it's very cool. I don't think I've processed it Life really. has <laughs> come full circle. Yeah. It? <laughs> I mean, do we, yeah. do we continue cool. this podcast now? Is that it? We're just going to be done? <laughs> well, I mean, we only know each other from Xena, so <laughs> I've, we, what's, why not? What's, what's left? Wow. Yeah. No, well, I'm enjoying the podcast. I think I'm going to stick around. Okay, cool. I mean, yeah, we might as well. Okay. Uh, Yeah. Uh, I don't know how you wrap that up. Uh, Other than, you know, if you want to follow us on Twitter, at Snopodcast. With one D. And (laughs) on Instagram and Facebook, it is SheNerdsOutPodcast. And you can send us an email to SheNerdsOut at gmail.com. Did you enjoy Lucy on the Snop? (laughs) Write us and tell us how Lucy and Xena has changed your life and what, you know, cool things that brought you to say yes to and try uh, and what it led to. Exactly. And the ways it affected you. And we're in, in the entire month of September. We are celebrating Xena and the fandom around it. So right. Uh, that's right, Tara. Great idea. Send us, you know, s- let us know how Xena affected you. Funny convention stories, anything to help us celebrate this whole month. Uh, please do it. We want to hear from you. Um, and, uh, you know, if uh, if you could leave us a review, that's great. Give us a good yep. rating. We'd appreciate it, too. Yeah. We suffer through interviews with people like Lucy Lawless for you. So. <laughs> that's right. You're welcome. <laughs> Which obviously is the opposite of suffering, but mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> yeah, that was, wow. that was a serious, ridiculous dream. So. <laughs> yeah. All right. I really got nothing else to add. So, yeah, the, that's fine. it. Yeah. All right. That's On that note... She nerds out. out. She nerds out. We're girls that like girls that like dirty things. Dirty things. I bake sourdough like a son of a bitch. <laughs>